You're listening to Falling Jackfruit with me, Josh Reed, a podcast series where I sit down and chat with the creative community here in Ho Chi Minh City. I'm joined this week by Indy Laville and Ann Min, who you may hear me refer to as a nickname Hera. They're two members of the phenomenal local band Saigon Soul Revival. In today's episode, we discuss the funk and soul music of Vietnam in the 60s and 70s that inspired the band, the writing and recording process for their new album, the raucous live shows, and much more. So sit back and relax, get comfy, and enjoy the episode. So Saigon Soul Revival, it's one of, I, well, I would say one of the most exciting bands in, in Saigon, in, 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 in Vietnam even right now. Like it's, you guys are doing super well. Um, cool, yeah. And you're just about to, you know, about to do a, a tour around a new album. Yeah. Which is awesome. So I guess this is like really exciting times for the band because we, we, we've been to playing like together for, for close to, to three years three now, years. you know, almost. And, uh, you know, we've had ups and downs, I guess. Like, uh, I mean, recently, for, for like, there's been a lineup change uh, and uh, things have been a bit difficult too with uh, the fact that not all the members now are living in the same city. So when it comes to like, uh, you know, uh, gigging, rehearsing, like the logistics sometimes are a nightmare, but... But yeah, it's uh, it's it like like you know when a when a band's been going for like thirty years and everyone lives in there's ones in Los Angeles and ones in New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Kind of like you're already at that phase, <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, no, now it's great. I mean, a lot of it really, like, the, I mean, this album has been like uh, such a great opportunity for us, really, in getting the. Uh, so you know, the whole thing was funded by the the British Council. Which is which is really awesome that um, yeah like that they're doing this sort of thing you know like uh, I wanted to ask you actually about the British Council so um, can you explain yeah like what what is it they do and and how is it that you've collaborated with yeah them? so basically they have this thing called FamLab where they uh, it's a grant basically they have about uh, I think it's up to twenty thousand pounds that they're willing to give for various projects that have to do with uh, uh, Vietnamese culture and, and, and heritage so it's it's uh it's um yeah it, it can be any sort of project uh, uh you know it could be like a, a documentary so we're doing an album people have also asked for money for a, like a, a theater play and, and lots of different stuff so we we were lucky enough lucky enough to get uh you know the amount that we wanted to produce the album mm. and uh, we were also really lucky to meet uh, uh, Jan, this guy called Jan, who's our producer and who produced the album. And, uh, and so he does the, he's been working on, uh, on, I guess, this sort of pre-1975 Vietnamese sound for a while now because he's been collecting records from that era uh, over the past couple of years. And, and he's released two compilations uh, under his label in, in Germany. So we actually played uh, an opening show, like a, like a, I think it was a, a year ago now. For, um, I mean, a show for the the launch of one of his uh, one one of those compilations. Says Saigon Super Sound, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's how we got into contact with Jan, and uh, and yeah, since we've met him, like he's been, 
I guess uh, you know pushing the band to 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 to, to get this album done, and, and it's been uh, yeah, it's been great. And was he kind of a, a, a someone who approached the British Council, or was that one of one of you guys who approached the British Council about funding? Uh, I can't really remember. Was he? He was the one who yeah. told us about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Actually, yeah. He gave like, you the inside scoop. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's also the one who who really like worked a lot on 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 the, the whole application and how we should. Uh, you know, uh, like uh, promote ourselves and explain the whole thing mm-hmm. to the British Council, and and, and I think yeah, the, the part of the reason why we got it was a lot because of yeah, because of him. Well, I mean, it, it definitely t- it definitely ties in because like you guys like let's explain like your sound. You are heavily influenced by the soul music coming out of Vietnam from the the sixties and seventies, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that, that's so the, the idea of the band really was to kind of uh, bring uh, back to, to a, a live setting, you know, a live music setting. This the, this sort of music that that used to be so like uh, you know really popular back in the back in the late '60s or early '70s, but was. Uh, uh, I guess you could say yes, pretty much censored uh, uh, after '75 at the at, at the end of the war. So uh, you, you know, you people weren't, weren't they, you couldn't play these records out in uh, you know in 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 bars in town or they, they, the music was not allowed, and it's only been like I think in the last couple of years where there's, there hasn't been as much as a, you know of a, of a control over this sort of thing and and we really got the idea when listening to, to a compilation actually not not the super sound one but another one that's. Uh, that's on YouTube. It's actually called is, Saigon Soul. Is it the so, one with the woman smoking a cigarette? On the yeah. Thing? Yeah. So the woman yeah, smoking that's... the cigarette is Miley Huynh, I think. No, uh, no, no, no. Was it not her? Uh, it's not Miley Huynh. On I, that I, picture? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's right. not oh. her. Sure. Is it? Was was it like a, a a person of interest of that time? Kind oh, of? Well, yeah, I guess. Or so, or maybe 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 it's actually just a random person. Mm. It might be my mistake. She but... looks cool. <laughs> she looks pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I heard about yeah I heard about that on a. On a Joe Rogan podcast, it was really yeah, random. Yeah. Like I think it was Action Bronson was, and I was like googling that straight away. Put it on, and I was like, yeah, this is a really cool compilation for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember the first time hearing it and being like, wow, <laughs> sounds like like nothing I've ever heard coming out of Vietnam. Yeah, you know, yeah. and because yeah, how how would you guys describe the Vietnamese soul music? Because it was, I mean, I'm guessing, in, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing it was influenced. By like the GIs bringing over, you know, soul rock and roll records from America. But what makes it Vietnamese soul? Mm, yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> what makes it Vietnamese? <laughs> I mean, I guess just singing in Vietnamese. I mean, yeah, right? I guess like the lyrics, instantly. the fact that yeah. it's yeah. Because was it a lot? It's it's a lot of original songs, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much all original songs. So, uh, but I mean, a lot of. Um, I mean, I'd say like the the, the riffs and the, the harmony is kind of uh, like you know influenced by by uh, by American mu- uh, American music, not necessarily only American music, but I guess Western music in general. You would say like yeah, uh, you know. So it's uh, I mean, it's you know the guitar licks are and and the riffs are all pretty much not Vietnamese. You know mm. that, that that that's for sure. But uh, the what makes it Vietnamese, I guess, is. Uh, I would say more like the vocal melodies and just the way the language sounds, you yeah. know, and, and the, it's, 
because Vietnamese is a tonal language. It just mm. makes it so different, you know, hearing it sang on top of like rock and roll or, or, or soul. I guess with like Vietnamese, like you can't do certain things. You might say a word in, you know, English and you could phrase it differently with like the accent in, but in Vietnamese, you know, it follows like certain accents, which definitely gives it this, yeah, like sort of almost like microtonal kind of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, shift. yeah, exactly, yeah. It has like so almost like a microtonal vibe to it, and it's uh, that's what makes it kind of unique. You mm. know, it's having that, uh, yeah, that sort of sound that that is not uh, that you would never hear at a Jimi Hendrix record. You know, but uh, but it's just uh, mm. yeah, it's got a, yeah, great flavor to it. Yeah, yeah. Harry, yeah, what was the do you recall like the first time you heard Saigon soul music? Well, for me, the first time, like everybody in the band, I just wonder why I had, I didn't know that in the past. Mm. Like every member in the band, even Hugh, right? He yeah. didn't know. I said, wow, what is Vietnamese? Said, mm. Yeah, it's Vietnamese. Yeah. Everybody wondered. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I had known of, you know, like a bit, a bit of Thai funk before coming out here and mm. um, things like uh, Turkish funk. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I was like, when I found out there was Vietnamese funk, I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So v- Vietnam's not the only, so I guess Cambodia also has like uh, yeah, the, this sort of, this mm. sort of thing, you know, like uh, musicians back in the 70s before the, the whole Khmer Rouge thing, like they, they, they were also influenced by by records that were coming in from the U.S. because of the war, the GIs that that, that brought all these records there, and and so they were influenced a lot by the sound and 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 just everything that was happening back in the '60s. And it's quite impressive to me, like how much it sounds like. A, I mean, it's pretty much these things are all happening at the same time, basically. You know, like a lot of these, uh, uh, like um, I mean. Uh, you know, in the United States, like Jimi Hendrix, uh, all of this was happening in the, in the late '60s, and th- these albums came out really at almost at the same time. So it's 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 just so fast how people were, you know, listening to these records and just taking everything in, and boom, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, having everything come out like that so quickly. It's it's quite impressive. Like uh, how I mean, fast that, it happened. The, the sound quality of it, like, is reminiscent to me of garage kind of yeah, music, yeah. like this really raw like unpolished but really you know for sure it, it feels like every song is live yeah, yeah for sure yeah so that's one of the things that we really try to to to, to reproduce i guess in the album which was mm. really difficult you know to get that sort of yeah just just that sound and that reverb that they used uh, you know just just makes it sound so good and it's mm. not that easy actually to, to get right. that sort of like uh yeah that uh, where everything I think it was also like a technical sort of, you know, necessity because they probably didn't have that much time, you know, to re- to record the songs. And if you listen listen closely, you can actually hear like lots of mistakes and like, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, not not everyone playing the, the say perfect, <laughs> yeah, yeah perfectly, especially with like horns and things like that. Like, yeah, for know, sure. A group of them. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you know, I mean. There definitely must have been like a lot of, uh, you know, it was probably very really difficult to get all all of these things put into place. But it's, uh, but yeah, yeah uh, it, it's it's part of what makes the sound so unique and for sure and so special, you know. So how did how did the band actually start then? Um, there was you were already a group of f- friends. I think Hera, did you you joined a little bit later? Am I right in thinking? 
Yeah, all remember that me and the second person joined when the uh, original singer left the band. Mm. Then I replaced her. And but you you were already friends um, with the previous singer. The, the previous singer, the first one. Uh, yeah, you were I, friends with her. The original is my friend. Yeah. Then she left. She introduced me to the band. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And then, Indy, you've been in from day one. Or? So yeah, pretty much from day one. Yeah. Um, so I met Gabby and the previous bassist also in the band. So Gabby is the current bassist in the band. Uh, but when we started off, he was the drummer, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Funny enough, and and this, so uh, uh, so yeah, we we I, I'm I had just moved back to Saigon at that time, uh, um, and I met Gabby at this open mic with another guy called Pokey, who was the the original bassist of the band, and we just uh, yeah got along well and just wanted to start to play some music together and. Mm. and uh, we were just throwing out ideas like what what you know what, what what kind of project would we want to start or play and and then Gabby was the one who actually mentioned the the, the whole uh, Saigon Soul thing and 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 so I've heard about it already at the time when when he told me about it but mm. I wasn't really that familiar with the with the music like I've only heard that that compilation the Saigon Soul one and uh, and yeah we we thought hey let's dig deeper into this thing and see uh and you know kind of uh look and see what, what what kind of other songs we can find and let's try to let's try to play this thing you know like uh, at, yeah. as far as we knew back at the time there wasn't any other bands you know doing it in in Saigon or in Hanoi so we thought hey let's 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 give it a try and For sure let's let's um try to to look into you know and see if we can find more songs more you know and see how we can bring it back to life mm. so the lineup was a bit different too because it was just me on guitar there was a bass player drummer and a singer so there were just four of us and we didn't have a keyboard player yet and uh ha the original singer uh actually had to move back to to, to i mean to move to the united states for some personal reason and and so she introduced us our current singer and uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah and we got in a, a, a an extra uh, uh, player on board a key plays the keys and uh, <laughs> and yeah and that that's when we so that that, that was about two years ago right or three mm, years yeah, ago. yeah around there and that that's really when 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 the band I guess was was truly you know like truly born and it was really uh, when uh, when we really started to, to 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 get the ball rolling, and then um, last year, Pokey, the bassist, uh, went back to France, uh, so we had to move things around. Gabby, who who was the drummer, uh, is actually a bass player, so we decided to switch, get him into to playing bass, and we looked for uh, another drummer, who is uh, Hugh. Uh, a uh, great drummer here. He's a Saigon born and raised uh, guy, and yeah, really. Uh, now we're, we're just so happy to to have the band the way it is now, mm. and it's just it's just perfect. Uh, Feels like you've kind of yeah really yeah, got a good exactly good thing yeah. going now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like everyone is is just you know like uh, uh, solid players, and it's just great to, uh, and uh, and you know really into the music. And mm. So it's yeah, it's really good. And then this album now, 
is, is this kind of the debut album? Um, yeah, so this is pretty much the debut album. Uh, so it's quite exciting for us because we weren't too sure how we were going to do this at first. Um, uh, do we only record uh, songs that were already recorded previously and just kind of bring them back, you know, give them a more modern sort of approach, you know, with, with, the, with the playing and with the, the production. Also. The songs that you already had or that yeah. were from... So the songs that were from back, uh, back, oh, in, the back, in, so, back in the 60s, 70s. Yeah. yeah, so we were thinking, like, do we... Yeah, how do we, what kind of an album do we want to make? Like, it, it, would it be relevant just to pick a couple of songs and re-record them in a more, you know, in, in our way? Because, I mean, I guess the idea of the band is to bring back to life the way the music was played at the time. But, you, 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 you I mean, we, we, we're all, uh, you know, we're not from that era. So we're not, we're never going to be playing exactly the way things were played at that time. And mm. I think part of it, uh, part of what makes the album nice is also to have this more of a, like a modern sort of take, you know, on, on, on that sort of music and and just uh, take, you know, continue where the whole thing uh, stopped, you know, basically. But uh, we were also thinking about original songs, you know, so how do we, do we want to, you know, write original songs and how are we going to write them? And so the idea, we just decided to do half and half and half basically so we we have um half of the songs on the on the record are are, are covers okay so songs taken directly from from like the, yeah back in the, in the late 60s they were all written in the late 60s to, to early 70s but the other half are uh, original original songs written in really as kind of like a, as a, a homage to 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 the the music and the songs of, of that of that time mm sung in uh vietnamese mm -hmm. again yeah so did you have responsibilities to write the lyrics yeah hmm? we wrote our original music yeah but i i did the, the note and the lyrics ha had you experienced before doing that on yeah i learned in school ah okay <laughs> so yeah so you <laughs> You've you've been familiar with writing lyrics yeah. and I everything. I can read the, the the sheet. Mm. Yeah. Um, I always find it so challenging. You know, write, writing lyrics is oh, can be scary. <laughs> that, that's for sure. I'm glad I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. If that you do mm. it by yourself, it's quite 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 tough. But mm. we do it together. It's like a, um, a song that indies idea or Gabby or keys indie. Mm. Uh, idea and then I said hey uh, Indy what you want the song about so I mm. think about that and I write the lyrics yeah, yeah. so it's like a big it's co more collaboration it, it's yeah. definitely a, a collaborative uh, process <laughs> I mean no to, to be fair Mitten is the one who, who wrote most of the lyrics you you know you did most of the lyrics yeah. for sure but it's just uh, yeah and I guess a lot of the songs uh, the way we did it was you know, someone would come w up with, with an idea and then we would, you know, so show everyone else. So yeah. this is the main sort of idea. This is a riff. This is this works for the verse and the chorus. And then everyone would just bring in, you know, bring different ideas. And mm. but there was always, uh, yeah, one band, band, band member that would have kind of like the original sort of the, the backbone of the song, you know, right. and then everyone would kind of. So so that's so that's kind of like your writing style is someone might 
bring an idea to the table mm-hmm. and then yeah. everyone kind of contributes. Yeah. 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 Lyrics always, I guess, yeah. well, not always come last, but yeah, usually. Yeah. Lyrics, well, yeah. It, yeah, it depends because then there's, there's also the, yeah, the, the melody that's, that's also re- really important and mm. that, that is also, yeah, it's kind of, I can't really remember exactly, but sometimes, yeah, it would, someone would have a, a melody, an idea for a melody. Sometimes men would have the, the idea and it, it just kind of depends on the song. But it's, it's definitely a, a collaborative uh, sort of process. That, I mean, at least that's the way we, we worked. And, and, um, and yeah, it, it went quite, quite fast too. Like we, we didn't really, so part of what makes it complicated for the, the this, this project is that we're not living in the same city, so we don't really have that much time to to be all together, you know. In this, uh, so um, for the album, we just basically, I mean, all the the band members that were not living in Saigon, all flew in about a month before the actual recording, and then we just spent like had a a super intense month of like rehearsing and playing every single day and working on the songs and the ideas like we've already sent each other like lots of ideas prior to that but we we really had one month to really arrange everything mm-hmm. and and get it, get everything set and ready for the recording uh, so it was sounds challenging yeah, yeah it was challenging but it was great right like uh, you know just seeing each other every day <laughs> early in the morning and uh, I, I mean it was awesome you know like you just basically yeah to get to do this every day and yeah yeah I think yeah. it was about three yeah. weeks where we got that's impressive going yeah. from like having basically zero songs like zero original material to mm. like six songs yeah. you know like that that the, that ended up on the album and and uh, yeah like uh, it was it was great like we we really managed to make it work on like an intense uh, yeah like uh, incubative kind of yeah process. sort of thing you know where you yeah you just kind of see each other every day and, and your brain is just always kind of thinking about it and you get in the zone it, yeah yeah, yeah. in the zone and it worked out pretty well you know and then we just went pretty much straight into the studio and mm. and that was quite an intensive sort of experience too like uh, I've uh, yeah I've never really recorded like for like you know 10 days in a row in a, in a studio every single day that, that sort of thing and it was really like a, a great experience like um, so yeah let's 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 chat about the recording process then um you guys recorded in Saigon right yeah, yeah. and what was that what was the studio uh, so the studio is is called NQ Studio. So that's I N and, and the letter Q, and uh, yeah, like so they 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 produce and record lots of you know it's also a production company and they do lots of albums for, for, for various bands here, and uh, the recording engineer is actually from England as well. Cool a guy called Benjamin James. Uh, awesome to work with him. And uh, yeah, so we just stayed in the studio for a little over a week. And uh, so yeah, pretty much just straightforward. Like all, a lot of the songs were mainly recorded live. Uh, so, um, and then we just, uh, so basically live in the sense, not, not, not with the vocals, but the, the instruments. So we would do guitar, bass and drums all together just to get a, you know, to get that, that tight sort of, uh, sort of sound. and. And uh, but also kind of live 
you know uh, it's uh, so it's that it's not so we don't get too much of that studio sort of uh, approach you know where everyone records individually and just doesn't really sound the same so so the guitar bass and drums were recorded at the same time and keyboards too so i forgot the keys and and uh and yeah it's i i personally like don't I mean, it, it's just so difficult to to, to record, uh, you know, music, e- even when you've been playing the same songs like over and over again. And it's like a lot of like at, by the time we got into the studios, like I could play the songs like in my sleep, you know, like uh, yeah. easily. But it's uh, but then you just get into that room and, and you hear that metronome, you know, and it's uh, and you, you just suck in the life out of it. <laughs> exactly. You just can't play the same way anymore. You know, yeah. everything is so. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you just have to make it as easy and as stripped down as possible. So, you know, it's going to be smooth and, and nice and, you know, you don't want to risk doing anything to, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, uh, well, when we're playing live, you just don't really think about all of that and you just kind of let, let you loose. You f- feed off the energy of the room. Yeah, and exactly. And, and you just sort of, you know, like a lot of the songs, you just kind of, at least when it comes to the guitar, like you just have space to kind of mess around and improvise a bit, you know, like I don't necessarily play rhythm the same way all the time and I can, but when you're in the studio, well, you just kind of have to commit to one way of doing it, and which is not easy uh, to do with the solos as well. Like a lot of the solos are, are, you know, like improvised every time, so that there's not they're not all written down, and it was just really hard for me to have to, you, you know, like just yeah, commit to one solo, you know, and just this is the way it's gonna be on the album forever, and, yeah. and but at the same time, you only have a few takes because you know then someone else has to come and record, like to do some overdubs and some other <laughs> other stuff. So it's like it, it's uh yeah, it's really. Uh, it's a, it's a stressful and difficult experience, but uh, but at the end, you know, you just kind of. I, I guess uh, we're always a bit hard on ourselves, you know, like man, this was not the right take. Uh, you know, I could have done better, but it's. Uh, I, I think so many so many musicians are perfectionists as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. they want kind of. Yeah, exactly. the, they, sometimes they don't know what they want, but they know when it's not right or, yeah, or when they're not happy with exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you just kind of realize that after a while, when you just take a break and you don't, exactly, you know, if you yeah, don't just, listen to it too much and re-listen yeah. to it again, it actually, you know, everything. Sometimes stepping away from it for a little bit and then coming back can be the best thing you can do. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. But uh, how did yeah. you find singing without having the band there with you? For me, it's easy because I have done many times. So yeah. I know how it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Professional, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's my band. <laughs> yeah. I remember, yeah, you, you were quiet, like, you know, like she would just walk in and out and done, done. you know. <laughs> and everyone else, like I was always, like, as it would go in, you know, like this. <sighs> okay, I'm about to do this. Like, uh, focus focus indeed <laughs> and it's just uh, yeah man. sometimes yeah when you're playing guitar or something you, your hands can just feel like they're made of lead exactly yeah like, oh, you know they just don't work the same yeah I, I know and then you just when you know you just you just recorded something and you listen to it and you're like what what you just play this way like oh my god oh man it's, uh, so then the album was mixed uh, here as well? Uh, no, so it wasn't mixed here. So the the um, producer of the album is German, and the the the, the label, uh, the record label, is also uh, in, based in Germany. So um, 
so it was sent into it was mixed in Frankfurt, I believe, right? Uh, is it Frankfurt or yeah, mm. I think Frankfurt, cool. Germany? Yeah, it was mixed and mastered in there in a studio there that uh, that the label that we're under was used to working with, and, and uh, so yeah, we chose that studio uh, that 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 studio in particular because they've been remastering all of the compilations of that the Saigon <sighs> Super Sound thing. So it's. So, they know the sound that exactly yeah Gizo, yeah. the, the the engineer like is really familiar with all all you know he's listened to like lots of uh, 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 the Saigon Super Sound uh, tracks and so yeah he knows the way it's supposed to sound and but that, that was it was challenging too to get the sound right you know the way we wanted to because it's oh it's like a lot of um, like that reverb you know that we were talking about and the way that that's so. Uh, yeah, you know, typical of the music of that time, and it's it's hard to get it right. You know, to get it sounding, you don't want to have too much of it, and mm. uh, but uh, and just everything else. You know, like we want like a so obviously like a, a vintage sort of sound, but at the same time, I mean, it, it's it's not it's also like a modern record and a modern production. You know, so yeah, so it's 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 it wasn't easy to get that that sort of. We we, we did a lot of back and forth with the with the sound engineer, you know, because we weren't really too sure. Some of us wanted, uh, I guess, a more yeah, like a more vintage sort of sound, but on certain songs like a. It, it, it's like the drums are, are, are also, you know, maybe a more they they have a more of a modern sound, and uh, yeah, it wasn't easy to to to, get to balance. Yeah, to get that balance yeah. right, you know. But but I'm yeah, I'm pretty happy with the way like it sounds now. Like um, yeah, because I guess if you're going for the vintage sound, but then you're also wanting it to stand up to the modern recordings. You know, so many modern recordings are like compressed yeah, so much right exactly and, yeah and yeah yeah just, kind of in your face you know yeah sort of thing. and just like the eq range that's available now just wasn't available exactly yeah so then, that's yeah. what makes this yeah but then you know we were thinking so like are we going to put filters on it to really like uh, uh to, to to make it more lo-fi i guess mm. you know like on purpose uh, and uh so we ended up doing a little bit of that but not too much you know right. to kill because it is still like a modern record you know like a 2019 record so you don't want that that sort of i mean at least we didn't really go for that for like a sort of lo-fi garage mm. type of sound you know because it's uh it's not uh, i mean the so the, the sound is important but it's also about you know i guess the music really at the end of the day yeah and so we're, we're taking a more yeah we took a more modern approach to to it but still trying to, to keep certain elements that that, that uh, you know like like using like um that, that sort of spring reverb that they have in, 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 in mm. those records. Uh, yeah. No. You also on the album, you also have uh, Vietnamese instruments as well, which I thought, thought was like a right. really cool yeah, addition. Yeah. 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 You you play the Dan Nguyen, right? Yeah. I, I, played, I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's probably not. No, that's right. <laughs> it's Dan Nguyen. Dan Nguyen. The moon guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, tell us, tell us about that. How did you get into playing that? Uh, well, it's, yeah, we will, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because, well, I'm, I'm not like a, a professional Danwit player, in, you know, in any sense, uh, like uh, it's, um, but it's, yeah, it's just kind of, it's a fun little instrument to play because it may, I played that one mainly because it's, it's, it is relatively easy to play for a guitarist, you know, because mm. it is. Transferable skills. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so it is basically a guitar, uh, but it has two strings. 
And it's a bit different because the frets, well, the frets are made out of wood and they're actually quite high on the neck. So they're at least like, let's say like two, three centimeters, you know, like, uh, and they're on the neck and they're not spaced out in, in, in half steps, like on a guitar. So it's actually in, uh, I mean, it basically plays a pentatonic scale. For those of you who are musicians, it's uh, so it it, it's, it it plays one scale basically, uh, 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 which is a scale that's used in music all over the world and a lot in, in Vietnamese music. And uh, so yeah, it's pretty easy to play because you can't get get it wrong. I guess you know once right. you tune it right. If, you, uh, if you're in the key, then yeah. It's once kind you of, tune yeah. it to the right key, you can just wham, just rock out, <laughs> and you know, and it sounds great. So mm. it's uh, but then the, a lot of it is is the, the um, so there is a sort of tone that you get you have to get right because you don't want to it's it, it is also like kind of like a microtonal instrument in the sense that we're playing a lot of microtones when when you're pushing down hard on the strings you kind of mm. you, you get that sort of bending sound that you get a lot in Vietnamese music mm. so that's a bit tricky to to play but yeah we thought that it's um we kind of really wanted to to include you know like Vietnamese instruments uh, and it, that it's not necessarily very I mean typical of the music of that time like that that wasn't what all right. of these bands were going for you know a lot of them were mainly focused on getting that sort of like western sound so they were using you know like electric guitars mm-hmm. and amps and that kind of thing and i know like some of the music like the nyak vang music like uses like traditional instruments but uh, it's not necessarily like uh, you know like the, the the main thing you don't have like traditional instruments in all of those tracks back in back in the day so just like us we didn't really use them on all of the songs but so there's uh, this style of music called bolero that that's uh, that that's uh, um, i mean it, it's a european style of music but it's been used a lot in vietnam and it's it, it's it's almost its own thing here like it's vietnamese bolero i guess you would call it and uh, so yeah one of the song we 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 um, we wrote a song in that style like a vietnamese bolero style and that's the one where um, uh, we have a, a truly uh, like a professional <laughs> real player of uh, of Dan Chan and Dan Bao. And Bao. So um, these are two other Vietnamese instruments, uh, traditional instruments. One of them is kind of like a, a harp, I guess you would call it. Like it's, uh, but you you kind of put it on your lap, and it's played with uh, yeah with uh, with the the right hand is plucking the strings and the left hand is kind of like pushing down on strings to get a, a vibrato sort of sound. And the other one is a is the dan bao, that's a one-stringed instrument and it's uh, uh it's super technical like it's basically just one string and you kind of make it tighter or or looser with your left hand and you pluck it with your right hand. You Is this uh, is this the one that's kind of lay flat as well? Yeah, so yeah. both of them yeah are laid and flat. And it's like um yeah. like a I don't even know what you'd call it, like a, a yeah. thing to grab on at the end. And that yeah, affects. yeah. And, and the way you affect the pitch is you just kind of like make the string tighter or looser. And right. It's quite, uh, you have to be very precise to get the right pitch. And it's, so it's, you must need like a good ear. You for know. sure, yeah. And it, it, I mean, it's a really, yeah, really difficult instrument to play. There's no ways, you, you, you know, you would need years of, of training to yeah, get that down, absolutely. you know, as opposed to like a Danwich, which any guitarist could pick up and mm. be able to play in a matter of minutes, really. I think I'm going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should definitely, you yeah. definitely should, yeah. And then, am I right in thinking you had a hip hop right, artist yeah. feature on the album? Yeah, yeah. So, like the um, the the hip hop artist is a black out or a, a black murder, and he's part of a, this hip hop 
crew uh, called Hazard Click. And uh, yeah, these guys are awesome. I mean, they, they, they're pretty, pretty big in the underground rap scene here. And so they do like uh, yeah, old school gangster hip hop, basically. Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, they're awesome. Like we, we saw them perform live a couple of times uh, in, you know, like we played Quest Festival in Hanoi a, a few years back and they, 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 won, they, they played there as well. And uh, and yeah, Blackout, one of the one of one of the MCs, he's a uh, he like he's been fan of, of this sort of music for a while, uh, and uh, and he loved the the idea of you know like the the whole band and everything, and he actually came up on stage, kind of like an improvised thing, like we had nothing was really, but uh, it was one of our shows like a year ago or something. Uh, and he, uh, so he was just telling it, hey, man, can I just come up on stage at one point, you know, like, uh, and, and just rap on one of your songs, you know? And, and we were like, yeah, of course, sure, man. Which one do you want to do it on? Like, do you know, like, some of the songs? And uh, so he picked uh, one called Hao Hua, which is the song that he ended up uh, rapping on on the album. Yeah. Which is a super, like, famous song from back in the day that's still quite popular today. It's, mm. it's one of the, the, the few songs on the album that is, uh, that, that is just, yeah, it's still uh, played a lot today. In, I mean, in, in a different sort of arrangement, you know, but but it's still like a popular song mm. from the day. And so he picked that one and just, uh, yeah, we just just came up on stage and <laughs> completely like improvised and did, did this and did his thing. And uh, man, we loved it. We were like, this is, yeah, this is awesome. This is, this can work, you know, like we should definitely. Uh, I mean, there's, there's definitely like a relation, you know, you got hip hop sort of samples from old soul records and yeah like, yeah yeah it's come full circle kind of thing yeah, yeah definitely no it, it was great and uh, so yeah he just came in one afternoon in the studio and man it was great like uh, uh, yeah the, he uh, I mean he's he's a pro you know like we didn't have to have to say anything you know like he just did his own verse like uh, rappers verse. seem to have the most confidence yeah yeah that's the thing man like they just come in like so confident and it sounded great like by the way really nothing to say like he just went in yeah, <laughs> went through the thing we're like man it's awesome right cool <laughs> one of the greatest things about you guys as a band is is your live shows what has been like some of the funnest shows that you've played oh man like uh well, I guess, you know, like, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, well, I would say the, the best ones are, are definitely, best? like, uh, so. no, the best, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because we've had, we've definitely had a lot of, like, kind of, like, yeah. random gigs, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, I think the most random, craziest one was a gig that you, you found for us, actually. I think we had a gig one night, and then this next gig was supposed to be, like, an 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. gig. <laughs> so like <laughs> it does not get more random than that you know so but but then so that gig was also I mean like three hours or two hours outside of Saigon so we basically played a show partied all night jumped on a bus at like 5am or 6am or something and then got there and performed like a, an actual set at wow. like 8am like somewhere in the Vietnamese country it was just it sounds like it was like a wedding or something. Uh, like, yeah, like, kind of. So it wasn't a wedding, but it was this. Uh, what, what was it for? I can't yeah. remember. It's a. Uh, they have the party every every month. Oh okay. 
<laughs> but like one of those early parties, yeah, but 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 yeah, not yeah. an after party. <laughs> like, yeah. In the in the countryside, yeah, people yeah, people do everything very early. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, we basically played like a, a, a morning gig, you know. But <laughs> that's definitely interesting. <laughs> uh, out in the countryside, that 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 was definitely fun, you know. Like after a night of basically like no sleep. Mm. Yeah, because your I mean your live shows are usually pretty, pretty like lively affair. You know, <laughs> yeah, this. yeah, for sure. I mean, we we give it all, you know, and yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that that was just a fun one. But uh, uh, I mean, yeah, that I guess one of the best ones that we've had definitely is the the the, the ones up north. You know, for like I mean, uh, Quest Festival was a great gig. Like the last one, the one that we actually got to do. You know. Uh, um, it's uh, yeah. It's like, quest uh, is based in Hanoi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So it's this festival. I mean, so it's it's pretty much over now because of some issues that they've had. But uh, but yeah, when when we got to pl- uh, to play there, it was really great. I mean, it's you know being on a on a big stage, a big production, mm. and, and having like a really heavy, huge sound and, and a huge crowd. And yeah, it's great. And it's always fun to hear yourself really loud. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's that's what you want for sure. No, that was great. And but if not, no, a lot of like the the the, the shows that we did here, uh, like back in the, the, there's this place called La Fenêtre Soleil, hmm. uh, like uh, basically like a, yeah, a music cafe venue restaurant that was that, that was here in District One, and and we've had like great shows there as well, like really like more of like an intimate sort of vibe, you know, like we're not on an actual stage or anything we're just standing there you know and and uh, but you know we pack the place out like so many times and it's just like that, that, you know like that energy with people like all around you as you're playing and, and it's awesome like, you know. do you remember our first show was there right yeah, yeah fuck, this sure. day three years ago wow uh, no wait what oh, yeah this, is it actually the my birthday that's oh, why I know <laughs> oh yeah the first, the first oh. show there <laughs> that's, that's cool alright yeah. fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was cool yeah. well there you go and we said this off air but uh, yeah happy birthday <laughs> hey. happy birthday again, yeah. you've got some shows coming up as well to kind of you know support the album yeah, what, fuck, yeah. What, what's, what's the tour uh, so yeah the tour is so this is basically going to be like a, a like a national tour I guess you would say like so we're we're we are not starting in Saigon, actually. The, the Saigon gig is going to be the last one of the tour. We're starting in Da Nang, so yeah. central Vietnam. And then we're going to play so Da Nang, Hoi An, which is right next to Da Nang. Then we're going to go to Hue, which is going to be a lot of fun. Never played a gig in Hue before. Yes, already. Have we played a gig in Hue? No, no, we haven't. No? I know, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably played one. I've never played one. But then, yeah, Hue. We're, we're, so we're just going to be moving up north slowly. We're going to... Um, Vin. Vin, yeah. This other place called Vin, which I've never been to. The city between Hue and Hanoi, I guess, roughly. And then from Vin, we're going to play Hanoi. At, uh, Hanoi Rock City. It's a cool, really cool music venue. And then from there, we're all going to fly back to uh, Saigon... But we're going to play a gig in Vung Tau yep. first. And then the last one of the tour is going to be, uh, yeah, Saigon. Nice. Closing party. <laughs> For sure, yeah. What's and, the venue in Saigon? The venue in Saigon is uh, called Mona Lisa. So it's actually a uh, 
yeah, like a live, a new live music cafe sort of place. Uh, I, I don't know if they've, they've done like huge Famous events. Famous bar. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's definitely like um, well, I mean, we picked that place because it's uh, because of yeah, just the capacity. I guess like you can fit like a good three hundred people there. They have like a, there's a good stage with uh, all the backline and all the stuff that you need, and and uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Awesome. Can people get tickets now? So, uh, man, um, so for this, uh, the Saigon gig, unfortunately, they were not going to be doing like any pre-sales or anything. So, I mean, as far as I know, uh, the tickets are going to be sold at the door. Okay. But things might be subject to change. Yeah, so maybe. you asking me to work on the ticket box. Oh, right. right. So we ticket might box, be doing yeah. like, yeah. So yeah. as of now, we can't get uh, uh, any, uh, yeah, any tickets online yet, but I think we're going to be working on it in the, in the following days. So. Yeah, but sure. basically, if not, it's going to be at the door. So, cool. But, uh, awesome. Yeah. And people can listen to the album now, right? Hell yeah. yeah. You guys can listen to the album right now. So it's on pretty much anywhere you can get like music. I mean, on, you know, Spotify, it's on Deezer as well, Apple Music. Or there's a link on the Facebook page. If you're living in Vietnam, you can get your copy. Uh, I mean, soon, uh, not 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 right away, but the, the 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 vinyls, the records are arriving soon. So there's uh, we have a distributor there here. The links on the on the Facebook page, and if not, yeah, digital download. We're also doing CDs, I believe, and uh, so yeah, you can get CDs, vinyls, or or the digital version of the album right now. Nice. And is it's self-titled, the album, or is... Uh, no, so the name of the album, maybe you say it. Uh, cool. <laughs> Which means uh, old melodies, ancient yeah. old oh, melodies. Oh, nice. I like it. Mm. And people can find you on Facebook, as you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just Saigon Soul Revival. Yeah. And so Instagram as well, I believe. Instagram as well. Yeah. So you guys can have on that now. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks so much for chatting to me, guys. Yeah, thank you, Josh. And yeah, good luck with the tour. Thank you so much. Yeah, the album's kick-ass, so I don't need to say good luck for that. That's already sorted. Awesome, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Falling Jack Free. I've dropped links in the description to Saigon Soul Revival's social media channels, as well as to the new album, which you can get on all major streaming platforms now. Make sure you all give it a listen and then check out their tour dates so you can see what all the fuss is about live. As they mentioned, they'll be playing in Saigon on the 14th of December at Mona Lisa Cafe and Bar. If you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, please give us a like, subscribe, or leave a five-star review wherever you're listening, because it really does help. You can give us a like on Facebook at Fallen Jackfruit and on Instagram at Fallen Jackfruit Podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch about coming on as a guest, or if you'd like to recommend someone as a guest, or if you just want to leave some feedback in general, please send an email to fallinjackfruit at gmail.com. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks again for listening.